Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast here on the 4i Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 42 and is being recorded on June 27th, 2014. Today's topic, Star Trek conventions. I'm Ashley. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries... Visit RavenCruise.com. So how's everyone doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm good, doing good. awesome. Awesome week. We're having a good week. I was off this week. You so. jerk. That's what I say. <laughs> it was random. I, my boss just gave me this week off, so I was like, all right. Was it paid? Yeah. What? Yeah. Even okay. more lame. That, that is lame. Oh, you, thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Love you, too. <laughs> you know what the triple says about that? That's what he says. Uh, exactly. Has anyone watched any interesting sci-fi this week that isn't necessarily Star Trek? Not really, unless you count Hell's Kitchen as sci-fi, which I don't. <laughs> I did watch some Star Trek, the original series, on Blu-ray Okay. with the new effects, because I know we're going to talk about what we've purchased at our Trek conventions I actually got through Amazon. They had the complete original series on Blu-ray for super cheap. Like, it was ridiculously cheap. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that. So I got that. (laughs) And I've been been going through in viewing order on the original series. So I, I watched the first couple discs, and I love the remastered effects. They are excellent. And I really like the remastered, just the regular footage that they were able to clean up. And mm-hmm. But Star Trek has never looked as good as it does on Blu-ray. Right. It looks amazing, even the original series. Very nice, very nice. Oh, and I watched uh, the newest uh, Star Trek Continues Oh, right, yeah, episode. as did I, which I, I hope that we do a review episode sometime soon of that. that that'll be our next episode. Yeah, because that was pretty awesome. I yeah. have yet to see it. I should well, have that. Well, you can watch it and then be on the podcast again. Yeah, that's Woo-hoo! true. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but uh, what, about, what about you guys? Have you watched anything sci-fi-ish? The only thing... I don't know if you would consider this sci-fi or not. Probably not, because Aaron is shaking his head. But I have watched Bones. I love Bones. They do, they do some things that are like science fictiony because they. In I know in the first couple seasons they had this like hologram thing. Right. I'm like, no, that's not. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> they still have that. She still has that. Yes, and we we do not have that as a practical application. So that's sci-fi-ish. That's true. Ha-ha. I suppose. (laughs) What about you, Aaron? Uh, So there's this show that I discovered on Hulu 
I never saw it originally. Okay. Uh, it's from the late 90s, and it's called uh, Jim Henson's... Uh, oh, man. It, Is that Bratz. the story storyteller? No, it's it's Bratz, um, oh, something of the Lost Nebula. Oh, man. I've never even heard of that. It's I've on never Hulu? heard of it either. It only lasted 13 episodes. Okay. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Jeez, uh, what was... The, it's Bratz... Uh, something... Uh, let me look it up really quickly. Uh, it's, Br- it's Bratz of the Lost Nebula. Bratz of the Lost Nebula. So it has puppets and some really bad 3D animations. Okay. I thought the story was pretty good. It's about these, basically, orphans okay. uh, that find this asteroid that is kind of alive. Huh. And it has a computer core uh, that can move the asteroid, and they're, it's about them going off and battling uh, these evil guys. Wow. With, with these new uh, ships and this asteroid that they found. It says the series aired on Kids WB in 98 and was canceled after its third episode in the U.S., but the remaining episodes were shown on Canada's YTV. Oh, okay. I think I saw one of it, one of those episodes, because I believe Aaron and I watched it on the bigger screen TV. Maybe one of the episodes. If that's what you were referring to. Oh, no, no, that... No. So another thing that I watched oh. recently was Space Cases. Oh, I love Space Cases. Yeah. Which uh, has the original Black Ranger, uh, Walter, oh, yes, that Walter is. Jones. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Uh, now I can see that because he was doing like flips and stuff in the, like, the first yep. episode. Okay. All right. So that's on YouTube if you just go on YouTube and find <laughs> the episodes. But I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, wow, I like this show. And That was I a great show. Peter David wait, 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 wait. wrote it? Wait, Space Cases is on Hulu or Netflix? No, no it's you, not you on said Hulu. it was on YouTube. Oh, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, okay. I just searched it uh, on YouTube. Yeah, Space Cases is great. Yeah, quality of the you know video capture was terrible because someone just you know recorded it off the TV. Yeah. But it was, it was decent enough to watch. So I, I recommend that if yeah. you are able to watch it. When I was watching it, I was like, wait, that black guy looks familiar. <laughs> That's what you said? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know where he was from, and I was like, wait a minute. I watched some show with him, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> and then when you said Ra- uh, Power Rangers, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. Mm-hmm. It also has uh, Jewel uh, Stady, who was in Firefly. Oh. I don't think I watched that, that one. That was, uh, she plays Kaylee. She was also in Stargate Atlantis. Huh. So, yeah, she's it's like the rainbow-haired chick. Yeah, rainbow I guess so. Chick. Yeah, 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 okay. There was yeah. also uh, her imaginary friend that in later seasons isn't imaginary anymore. Right. Ends up being on General Hospital. I don't know her name. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of good actors in this show, surprisingly. Yeah. For a Nickelodeon random kid show. Nickelodeon shows were so awesome. Like, Hey Dude. Like, Hey Dude. Hey Dude was awesome. Salute Your Shorts. Yes. Oh, man. Wow. Classic. Classic. This is is a flashback. Put them on Hulu. I'd watch them. 
I'd, yeah, I'd watch them again, too. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Awesome stuff. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> How about some news? Getting back on track. Or back on track. Ah! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Snap. Ba-dum-bum. bum so I don't know if you've seen this. You can explore the Galaxy Class Enterprise in pixel form. Wow. On pixeltrack.com. Have you seen this? I, I'm looking at it right now, and this is pretty much the best thing ever. It's Flash-based, so you need a, a computer. You can't use your tablet. But use your computer, log into the site, and your data, and you can explore every room of the Enterprise. You can even go into the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I just entered a Bolian's quarters. <laughs> I went into the bathroom off the Enterprise Bridge, and there was an Andorian in there. <laughs> oh, my God. What? It's pretty awesome. Deck one. Go. Oh, yeah, this is weird. Why would there be stairs on the Enterprise? That's I odd. It is Anyways. Odd. Oh, my God, there's a bathroom. There is an Andorian in the bathroom. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think this is pretty pretty awesome. I can't believe someone went through all that work to recreate the Enterprise. A lot of it, I have to be honest, is like storage containers. Every time I went into another room, it was another storage room, which I don't think there's that many storage rooms on the Enterprise, to be honest. Unless you kept going into the same storage room. It wasn't. But I didn't. I didn't explore too much. I oh explored. wow, the uh, the battle bridge apparently has a ready room. For oh, the camp. oh, I didn't. I, I, I did go on the battle bridge, but I didn't go off to the ready room. That is pretty cool. That it yeah, is, uh, this may not be an accurate layout because I do have blueprints, Enterprise D blueprints. Yeah. Anyways, so it's anyway, fun. I'm gonna be playing like with that later. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I hope they do other series. I hope they do Voyager. That would be interesting to see Voyager, because I have to admit that's one ship that I know little about besides the bioneural gel packs, and it has like 15 decks, right? Yeah, it's a smaller ship. Uh, the Enterprise-D has 42, 42 decks, I think. Oh, yeah. like the number of this episode. Oh. 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 Yeah. Uh, see, everything's connected. It is. But they could easily do the Defiant, because the Defiant only has like four or five decks. Right, or the NX-01. Yeah, that's That'd another be good easy one. to do. Yeah, um, th- they should do that. They should. Whoever spent the time to do this should definitely do that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's not like we're giving you more work to do or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go do this right now. Go, do it. Put data on each ship. No, you, would, you wouldn't put data on each ship. You would put something else, like whoever was the character. Like, I would use the EMH. <clears throat> Excuse me. The wait, EMH wait. on Voyager. With his uh, mobile emitter. With his mobile emitter. On the NX-01, I would use... Uh, I would use Phlox. Phlox, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be Maybe. cool. Yeah. All right. So, are you guys following any of the World Cup? Nope. Me neither, and I hate seeing it. But <laughs> the logo, according to some people, looks like a face-palming Captain Picard. It does. What? So. This. Oh well. Prepare so. Yourself. So there's well. a. So there's a lot of memes that have the face palming Captain Picard, and it shows up as a, a gif a lot on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, at first glance, 
it it kind of does. Right. Yeah, it kind of does, especially because, that yellow is. Yeah. The yellow and, is like you know the. Full and the two the 2014 looks like his hair on the side of his head. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the bald the baldness with the other hands. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, it's, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, uh. as do I. I think it's it's funny that it's funny that people noticed that, and it's <laughs> like Star, Star Trek seems very popular nowadays. Again, like it was back in the nineties. Yeah, uh, I just wish we had a new TV series to go on about, but yeah, that's another right. thing. Hopefully, after twenty sixteen. Which is the 50th anniversary. Which is the 50th anniversary. We know we're getting Star Trek three mm-hmm. in 2016. So hopefully after that movie, we'll have a series. That I really hope cool. so. All right. So next, we have a fourth Hallmark ornament has been added to the lineup this year. Mm-hmm. Vina, the Orion Slave Girl. Wow, well, well, George Pappy of the Green Girl movie should be very happy about this. I know, I wonder if his documentary spurred them to make this ornament. That would be amazing. We have to have him on again, because they're starting to do screenings now. Okay, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm, hey, I like green Orion Slave Girls, so right. I don't collect the ornaments, I know you do, so will you be picking this up? I think so. I think I would. This will be released in July, so sometime next month it's going to be released. Oh, wow. Uh, Along with, like, they usually have the sneak peek ornaments in July, so you can go and and purchase them. So there's the other ones, like, I think Spock and the Horda is going to be one of them. Yeah, I saw that one. I feel like I don't want that one. Sulu I'll, I'll pick up. And there's another one. I, I forgot what the other one is. I, I think the uh, Vengeance. I'll pick up the Vengeance. Oh, cool. He has quite a ship collection uh, for the tree. Aaron, you're so full of ship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that, Mr. Barry. <laughs> On September 9th, Paramount will be re-releasing Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness, which will include all extras for Star Trek Into Darkness. This comes after fans were upset that extras were exclusives at different retailers, meaning that they would have to purchase multiple copies of the movie to get them all. This collection will sell for $39.99. And I couldn't be more happy. Mm. And a little pissed off because I just bought Into Darkness on Blu-ray, the Target version, Uh, yeah, like two weeks ago. And then uh-huh. this this is announced. I'm like, come on. But I'm glad they're doing this because I think these retail exclusives are horrible. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. I was reading on Trek today. They may have a rebate program for people who bought previous versions of Into Darkness. I'll have to check on that. Oh, well, that would be amazing. Yeah. I have to and, check on that. So don't quote me. But I mean, it was not. It would be nice if Paramount just did this to begin with. Yeah, right. yeah definitely. I, I mean, you know, I expect to see retail exclusives for things like pre-order for video games, mm-hmm. but not for DVDs. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. Right. 
if it's going to be anything exclusive, don't make it the extras, but make it like an extra statue, or with this release you get lenticular cards or something. Like make make an item that's exclusive. Not not don't make the bonus features exclusive. Right. Because when I buy a Blu-ray, come on, there's enough space. There should be all the extras. There's right. no excuse not to exclude extras. Right. So that's my big ram. Yeah. That's what puts my quantum state in the flux. <laughs> is Star oh. Trek DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> this was the first time that's ever happened, correct? I don't remember this happening with any other release. Um I mean No. Obviously. No, I I think they may have done a little bit for the first Star Trek 2009 DVD. Okay. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Cuz I got that second hand from my brother-in-law, but Oh, I see. Yeah. But I like the packaging of this set, and I'm going to be double-dipping for it, so I'll get it. Okay, yeah. Because I, I want all the features. I'm a bonus feature guy. That's 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 true. I, don't... I do like the bonus features myself. I like features, but I feel like it's not going to be enough to make me want to buy this set. Well... Because I already have 2009, yeah. and I have Into Darkness, so we'll see. We'll see. It's unlikely. <laughs> Well, it's it's a thumbs up for me. I'm buying it. Well, there you go. Next, we have George Takei. Uh, his documentary, To Be Takei, will debut on DirecTV on July 3rd before being released to theaters. Interesting. Cool. So this is not the first time I've seen films being released on a network before shown in a theater. Right. Nothing of this stature. It was some comedy a couple of years ago that premiered on Comedy Central and then was put into the theaters. It was a really bad comedy. So I can see that happening, but something like this, I was kind of surprised to see. Yeah, this is this is really cool. I like George Takei. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that some of the older Star Trek actors are doing these type of documentaries because... Let's face it, they're not getting any younger. And the one that I saw in theaters for for William Shatner, uh, Shatner's World, I thought that was excellent. You know, it was him talking about himself and his history. But between that and The Captains, I really got a sense of William Shatner, like not just as Captain Kirk. And I'm really excited to watch uh, George Takei's documentary. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Right. Star Trek Continues released their Mirror Mirror continuation entitled Fairest of Them All and has been widely regarded as their best fan film to date. I almost want to say it's the best fan film to date. And that's what most people say. Uh, most people have also said that it's the best it's, fan oh film. Oh my god. Although they, I think Axanar, seeing the prelude to Axanar, I've oh said yeah. That it, Prelude to Axanar is giving me, like, goosebumps and salivating at the mouth, waiting for it, this to come out. Axanar, okay, I'll put it this way. Axanar looks like a full-blown Star Trek movie. Right. Like, this is, like, an official, this looks like an official movie. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek continues, they've nailed down the exact look of an original series episode. Right. Unlike any other fan production. Mm-hmm. They've got the lighting, the sets, the mood, the costumes. It looks like I went back to 1966 and I'm watching Star Trek. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's how say, good Continues looks. I agree. I have to say that the acting on Continues is better than any other fan film I've seen. Yeah, and props to Vic uh, Magnagna, who mm-hmm. is amazing as James T. Kirk. Yeah. yeah. I watched, because I watched this on, on my Blu-ray, I watched the Mirror Mirror episode, mm-hmm. and then I watched Star Trek Continues. They nail that ending scene for Mirror Mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all of his inflections, it's amazing. And I don't know if you guys have seen the bloopers yet, but I have... Yeah. They released the bloopers on their YouTube mm-hmm. for this episode. I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> like the bloopers were <laughs> hilarious. So that's awesome. I love Star Trek Continues, and this was an amazing story as well. Right. Like because you always wondered, well, what happened when they got back to the ship in the mirror universe, and mm-hmm. now you know. Right. And I I would want this to be canon. That's how good it is. Yeah. And some of it is hinted at in the Deep Space Nine Mirror Universe episodes, mm-hmm. where yes. they talk about Spock and then the fall of the Terran Empire. Yes. And this, you know, picks up nicely from Mirror Mirror and continues along the same line that was established in that Deep Space Nine episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget the actress's name, but the the one that they got to portray Lieutenant Moreau, mm-hmm. she looks mm-hmm. exactly, I mean, she looks damn close to the original actress right. from the series. I, I just think it's phenomenal, the casting, everything. They, yeah, they've I done agree. an amazing job. Totally. So, yeah, that's that's why a lot of people are considering this the best fan film to date, because it really is. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I guess we'll watch it. Maybe we should watch Mirror Mirror I, and then... I highly suggest watching Mirror Mirror first and then this immediately after because it's great. It's like a two-hour Mirror Universe of awesome. <laughs> awesomeness? So, yeah, of awesomeness, indeed. <laughs> uh, next, the Sci-Fi Museum was able to meet and exceed their fundraising goal. They raised $93,429 with 1,867 backers on Kickstarter. That's pretty awesome. That's for the Hollywood uh, Sci-Fi Museum. And I kind of hope that I'll be able to go out and look at this once once it's built. I haven't, personally, I've never been to California, so this will give me an excuse to go out there. I have. Yeah, I I have as well. Oh, aren't you guys awesome? And, and I'm going to California way. later this year. Oh, for uh, Power Rangers, right? For Power Morphicon. Power Morphicon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Will you uh, have some interviews lined up or any kind of thing going on at Power Morphicon for your website? Well, uh, yeah. Podcast? Yeah, um... Slight plug, but yeah, Ranger Command Power Hour will be at Power Morphicon, and we're teaming up with the guys from uh, Toku Nation, okay, uh, and we're cool. giving you guys, we're giving people full coverage of the convention with some live streams and some more surprises to be announced. But yeah, we're definitely going to be having some interviews with whoever will talk with us, and 
Uh, we're going to try to do a live stream, kind of like a Saturday night room party. Okay. And we definitely have uh, Kerrigan Mahan, who did, the, who did the voice of Goldar, and we interviewed him. So he's totally on board for that. Nice. So it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, Hollywood Sci-Fi Museum, I don't know why there hasn't been a sci-fi museum. It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, they have sports museums, right? Yeah. Why not have a sci-fi museum? And it's not just Star Trek. It's all kinds of sci-fi. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're talking about, you know, hitting every genre uh, of sci-fi. So, yeah. So this, this will be awesome. If this podcast ever makes money somehow, someday, we'll have to take a trip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So we're never going to go. But... Uh, <laughs> Good luck, everybody else. But hopefully. So next up, unfortunately, our podcast is released the day that this contest ends, but Star Trek Riza, the social media site, has a great contest that's going on. The contest requires you to, of course, become a member of the social media site, and all you have to do is post on the site with the hashtag HarryKim. So the prize for this, a video chat session with Harry Kim himself, Garrett Wang. Oh, wow. One million energy credits in Star Trek Online, uh, free Star Trek Online goodies with rare items, free upgrade of your Ryza account, oh, uh, verified member status on Ryza, a free Star Trek communicator, communicator, error, oh man, I'm trying to suppress my accent, error, error, error of your choice. So I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> If it's going to be a communicator in-game, or if it's going to be an actual communicator, or something on the Star Trek Riser website. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I, I would hope it's an actual communicator. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Access to the Admirals group, which I'm guessing is uh, Riza, and access to the Riser development website. Wow. So that's a lot, especially the main thing, being able to chat with Harry Kim himself. It's about a 10-minute chat session, which you'll be able to ask him whatever you want. But would I, you, one question, if you had the chance, would you be too shy? Oh, hell no. No, uh, I'm asking Aaron. Uh, <laughs> In person, I may perhaps, perhaps be. Online, no. Uh, I'm a little bit more open online, so I think I would be able to talk to him via chat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's cool. Uh, so I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't go up to him in real life, like, hey, yo, what's up, Harry? I wouldn't do that. I would. Since that's not his real name. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, if you're listening to the show, uh, hi. He's not listening. Hello. Oh. How do you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't know. He could yeah. be one of the few listeners. Well, 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 few. Few. Oh, sorry. Hey. Have quite a bit of listeners. One of the many <laughs> listeners. Yes. Thank yeah, you. There we go. That's, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this will be Ashley's last appearance on the Starfleet. <laughs> it's going to hit you. You know that, right? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow, that was... You hit me pretty hard. So yeah, that does it for the news. Uh, so moving on to the next segment of the show, would you buy it? 
So yes. Eric, Eric I would because I could have used this last week, and thank you for posting this on Twitter. No problem. <laughs> Actually. Um So if you follow me on Twitter you would have you would have uh you would know what we're talking about. Maybe not. But I would so what are we talking about? The Star Trek Borg Cube Whiskey Chillers. They sell for twenty four ninety nine, and uh, you just keep the cubes in your freezer and pop them in your drink when needed. You don't have to worry about ice watering down your adult beverage. So or your or your not so adult beverage. Or your not so adult beverage. That's true. That's a good point. Or if you wanted to put it in milk. That's a not adult beverage, yes. <laughs> yeah, or Coke. Yes, some or... soda at Quark's Bar. I'm sure he uses this when the humans order root beer. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he just drops them in. So this is a six-borg whiskey chiller cube set. Each one has a face etched with the Borg insignia, officially licensed by Star Trek. It includes the Borg box the chillers, obviously, and one Star Trek carrying pouch. It's made out of steel, hand wash only, and naturally, they're one-inch cubes. Uh, uh, cubed, like, like a Borg <laughs> ship. Let me open up this link so Ashley can look at them. Look how awesome that is, Ashley. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> she, she's not a true fan. Well, see, if I get it, then we're going to be doubling up. Well, then, then you could have enough. You could have enough for two, two whiskeys going yeah. on. See, I don't drink whiskey. You can or drink whatever milk. beverage. Yeah, your milk. <laughs> you drink milk. milk. Drink whiskey, and we'll all have a good time. Are you sure you're going to drink whiskey? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so two milks. Uh, so that's two yeses and one no. I um, would totally drink the whiskey. <laughs> I would use this. I would use this for its intended purpose. <laughs> there you go. Now moving on to the topic of the show: Star Trek conventions. I'm very excited about this. Very excited. Now, Eric, you've been to a couple of conventions. I've been to two. The okay. first one I went to was in 1999. So I was 17 at the mm -hmm. time. And I went with my dad. And my dad actually went to the first Star Trek convention in New York. He was at the first Star Trek convention. That's awesome. So, so yeah, uh, that's really huge. And I was really excited to go because this is when Voyager was still airing. Okay. And one of the guests was Robert Picardo. Nice. So I got to meet Robert Picardo, and I had him sign my Voyager figure of the Doctor, and he okay. signed that. And he also signed a poster that I had from the Star Trek magazine at the time. And that was my first Star Trek convention. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it blew me away. It was, I mean, the dealer room was huge. There were so many people there. I, I had a blast with my dad. We only went for uh, Saturday afternoon, mm -hmm. but it was it was a lot of fun. So and it was hilarious seeing all the the guests and all the stars talk. And actually, uh, Ethan Phillips was also at that convention. Oh, cool! And he 
uh, him and Robert Bricardo were singing, and <laughs> it, it was great. I don't actually have any pictures from that convention. I think my dad might, and that was just so long ago. Right. Um, so that was my first Star Trek convention experience, and yeah, I, ha- I hadn't even graduated high school yet. Mm-hmm. So essentially, I was still a kid. I mean, <laughs> right. Uh, Yeah, for all intents and purposes. And my friend Dee, a couple months ago, she said, hey, this Eventbrite site is having, or it was some site, but they're like, hey, they're giving away the Star Trek 2014 convention passes for really cheap. I said, oh, okay, I could probably swing that. Well, I was very hesitant at first because I didn't, I'm trying to save for a big convention, so I've been trying to save my money and stuff. Right. And so I said, hey, well, for 20 bucks for a Sunday ticket, when originally I think it was 40 or 35 mm-hmm. and I'll get, I'll get into that about my thoughts on, like, creation conventions, because okay. they're the ones who run this. So, anyways. Right, right. So, yeah, right. I, I said, yeah, I'm going to totally go to this. And I got my pass. I went Sunday, because all the Saturday ones were sold out. Like, Saturday is usually the big day for these Star Trek conventions. That's, like, the day to go, because the majority of the guests are there. I know Saturday uh, at this convention, which was the hashtag Trek Chai. So I know your guys' was Trek Boss. Yeah. So, yeah. But Saturday, I mean, they had William Shatner and Kate Mulgrew, and they were only there Saturday. So I missed that. But Mm -hmm. Sunday, I got there. And essentially with uh, these creation conventions, you're pretty much in the theater room of the convention all day, essentially. I mean, they give you breaks and stuff, but if you want to see all of the interviews, all of the guests, you know, all of the events that they have, you're pretty much, I don't want to say stuck, but if you want to see everything, Uh you're going to be in that theater room. I agree with you. You you are stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wish they would give a, a little bit more breaks between certain events. For the most part, I was okay with it. They they give you, like, intermission and food breaks, and they do some music videos here and there, but yeah. I feel if you really want to explore a dealer's room, then you're not going to have enough time to see everything that you want. Right, right. So, but I was actually surprised because the dealer area was more like a hallway, in, at the one I went to, yep. where I remember in the 99 convention, there was just a huge room of dealers. Like, mm-hmm. you could look left and right, and you'd be surrounded by Star Trek merchandise. Okay. And for other cons that I've been to, like Wizard World or Comic Con, well, like uh, Chicago Comic Con, that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. they have huge dealers' rooms. I know Star Trek conventions are kind of smaller compared to those conventions, but mm-hmm. when I was at the 99 one, again, this might be because 99, that was like the height of Star Trek. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Voyager and all that stuff, and uh, I believe Deep Space Nine was still going on in 99. So it was like Deep Space Nine, Voyager, You that was like the prime time for Star Trek. Right. And so I remember the dealer's room for the 99 convention being absolutely huge, like dealers everywhere. But this one I went to, I was a little disappointed, frankly. And they maybe had like five or six dealers, and then they had some of the actors that had their own tables. 
I actually got to meet Anthony Montgomery, who played Ensign Mayweather on Enterprise. And I got to go to his table, and I was wearing my Andorian hat. (laughs) And he really liked that. He got a kick out of that. And so I was talking with him, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, we follow each other on Twitter. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And so I was talking with him a little bit, and just a great guy, uh, really hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking, he really loves Chicago. He loves uh, the city, and it, that was really great to meet him. Uh, I gave him one of our flyers, so uh-huh. hopefully maybe maybe he's listening to this. I, I can hope. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was, it was great meeting him. I got his autograph. That's another thing for the Star Trek conventions. Expect to pay some money. If you want autographs, if you want pictures, if you want the good seating, you're going to be paying a lot of money, Mm -hmm. especially if you do a gold pass or whatever for the whole weekend. You're going to be shelling out some money. And that was one of my gripes uh, about creation overall. They -hmm. pretty much have a monopoly on Star Trek conventions. They're like the Star Trek convention. They have licensing for it. Right. And... So they can get away with charging a lot of money. Right. Uh, but you can find some great deals. I actually participated in the no minimum bid auction. Mm-hmm. And for $150, I was able to score 20 autographs, autograph pictures from Farscape. That's awesome. Which was valued over $400. Yeah, I saw pictures of that that you posted. That That's pretty sweet. And it was a deal that I, I could not pass up. Mm-hmm. So they... And there were some other Star Trek-related items that sold for cheap at the auction. So that's a fun thing to do. But it's really about the guests. I mean, I got to see Jerry Ryan, uh, Robert Beltran, Susie Plaxon, who is amazing. She played Kalar, which was Worf's wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. And her panel, she was actually getting her makeup done to be Kalar on stage during the panel. Oh, so okay. we got to see a live makeup effects appliance. And then, I don't want to give too much away, but she actually, at the end of it, she was Kalar. And she was acting like the character. And it was amazing. It was... It, that was probably my best moment of the convention, was was seeing her. And she played uh, an Andorian in Enterprise. And right. so she liked my hat, too. A lot of people liked my hat. There were a lot of uh, fellow Trekkies who really liked my hat. I actually met a couple people from Twitter there, oh, which okay. was really awesome. Yeah, that's um, cool. And it was the first time I felt like... I'm I'm with my people. Like I've I've arrived. <laughs> like I, I'm this is my fandom. Yay. So I'm I'm totally on board with this. I did get autographs from Susie uh Plaxon and Robert Beltran and like I said before um Anthony Montgomery and also getting to see Nichelle Nichols and oh, cool. hearing her stories. That was a real treat as well. Nice. So that's that was my experience. I loved it. I loved it so much that next year I think I'm going the full three-day pass for the Star Trek convention. Oh, cool. Nice. I'm going to go all out because next year, if you can believe it, is the 20th anniversary of Voyager. Oh, wow. 
So they wow. promote they promoted that at the convention. They said next year it's going to be our big twentieth anniversary Voyager celebration, and I'm like, that's one of my favorite shows. I got to go all out on this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, yeah, there's no Boston convention next year. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, but they'll be back in uh, 2016. Oh, okay. I heard. And correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that there was a lot of problems with the Boston. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. guests were canceling. Yeah, everyone canceled. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I, I heard that that Avery Brooks canceled, and then they yep. they had to emergency get Nana Visitor there. Yeah. Yeah. Which so we were I, there Sunday anyway. We only went you, one day. You were there Saturday. We yes. were there Saturday, yeah. But All right, yeah, yeah. Talk talk about your experience, because okay, so I, I'm uh, done. Unless you had any, <laughs> unless you had any questions from my. Um, did you purchase besides the auction? Did you purchase anything else? Yes, I in the autographs. I purchased a uh, tribble. Okay, nice animated series it's, tribble. It's yeah. So you can hit it, or it's sound activated. Nice. And now I'm going to shut it up. So, so I bought that. I bought obviously the Star Trek autographs that I got mm-hmm. and the Farscape ones. But after that, I was pretty much tapped out. Like I was like, I spent way too much. I, I think overall, including parking, eating, all the stuff I got, and the pass, I think I spent like three hundred dollars, and that was just oh, for okay. one day. Yeah, right. That's a long so time. yeah, this was our first convention. I'm a long-time Star Trek fan. Ashley is a newbie. Uh, a newbie uh, <laughs> to the uh, to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, it was in Boston, and like you said, we have this big auditorium room where yep. all the action takes place. Right. And I was very disappointed at the vendors' room because, like what you said, it's just like a hallway. Actually, it was two rooms. Yeah, but the, it was like. But but the main room, at least for me and probably for you guys too, the main room it was all like the creation stuff, like the T-shirts and the autographs. No, like they had. Uh, well, for us, they had like a room where there were some vendors, but it was mainly like that's where they were selling all the convention sur- shirts, and that's where they were selling the autograph pictures. Here's another thing. Okay. So uh, sorry to sorry to no, no, no. impede. But this is another rant I have on the creation uh, side of it. Uh-huh. Like, you pay for an, an autograph ticket, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're paying, like, 30 bucks or 35 bucks right. or even 50 bucks for some. And I'm like, okay, does this mean I get a picture with that? Like, what? Like for that price, I have to be getting an 8x10 with it. No, mm-hmm. of course not. You have to buy the 8x10 separately if you don't already have something. Mm-hmm. So those were, I mean, I guess they're relatively cheap. They're like 6 bucks, But still, it's like I'm already spending money for the autograph. And I know at other conventions when you pay for an autograph at like a normal convention, they usually have a picture that you they sign for you for free. Right. right. That's included with the price. Yeah, they should have so, like a stack of stuff that they just pull over and sign. Right. Like so what a picture in my head. And and that's what it is for every other convention I've been to except a Star Trek convention. So at first I was like, Okay, am I gonna get a free picture with this? What's going on? And then I read it in the rules in, in the sheet that they give you. And they've been doing the little pamphlets ever since ninety nine. Like I've got my ninety nine one of these. 
But in the rules, it was like you have to either have something already or you have to buy a pitcher. I'm like, seriously? So that's my little rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Back, back to you guys. I'm... So it, the vendors' rooms, it might, they might as well have been a hallway because with all the people packed in, you can hardly move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, once, once the day went on, the rooms kind of cleared out so you were able to walk around. But that's when, like, things were happening in the... Uh, yeah, of course. So, you know, it's fine. And then in the hall, in the actual hallways where they had actors lined up to sign things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had... When we were there on Saturday, they had... I'm going to use their character names uh, just because I'm terrible with real names. Okay. So they had Mayweather. They had the Doctor, Picardo. Robert Picardo. Uh, they had Nog... Uh, Aaron Eisenberg. They had. Um, he he was at he was at mine too. Dad Rom. Uh, Max Grodencheck. Mm-hmm. Who else? Was oh, uh, JG Hertzler. JG Hertzler. He wasn't and, signing things when we were there. But oh, okay. okay, let's jump into that. So we saw that in the auditorium with uh-huh. uh, Hertzler and uh, Robert O'Reilly as uh, Galan. Yeah. So that was awesome. They were in makeup. <laughs> He he. They were at mine, but on Friday, so I missed that. I was like, wow. "Oh man!" No, they that, were awesome. That was probably the best oh. part of the convention. They had me cracking up. It was. And they, were they full, in full character? Full character. Full character. Oh man! Oh. I got a picture. It's on Facebook. I have to check it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited too. Uh, it was awesome. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so funny!" So wow. they're like, "Next time." We want a full-size bird of prey to come down. We'll, we'll come off of that. And a... Pastrami sandwich. <laughs> pastrami sandwich. <laughs> and we're like, yes, we'll get on that. <laughs> um, That's awesome. They were also drinking a Sam Adams on stage. Well, of course. Uh, Sam Adams, a local brewery. Uh, if you were unaware. so And they were in character. They were answering questions. They came out into the audience a little bit. Uh, not too much, but you know, came out yeah. to the audience. Uh, then they were talking. And it was uh, you know, pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that. And they were talking about how Galron's dead in the series. Right. How uh, he's no longer Chancellor and stuff. They were kind of like making fun of each other uh, <laughs> because of that. Uh, so it was it was cool. It was fun, fun to see. They were talking about you know what to do with tribbles. They were like light them in, on fire and throw them into the audience. So I was like okay, because <laughs> uh, some guy came up and was talking to them with the tribble in their hand, and they were like light that on fire and toss it into the audience. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. We That's also cool. we also stayed and watched Star Trek Timelines panel. Which that was, was cool. Interesting. I was unaware they're a local company from uh, Framingham, so it's like an hour's drive from here. Oh wow! Uh, from where we are, mm-hmm. and it's not live. It's, it's no, not live. Not yet. Uh, it will be browser-based, iOS and Android. So oh, cool. Played on those. Uh, so basically, whatever you have, you can play it in, and it's going to be about exploration. So it's not going to be like, oh, I'm out here and I'm going to be firing at things. There'll be some of that, but not. Uh, the game won't revolve all around that. Right. So it's and more I, like exploration. Right. Yeah. And I hear that you can pick your own characters. Like, Picard can be your number one. 
basically you're the captain as far yeah. what a, is what I was getting at? Or? Yeah, so you can have whoever you want as your crew members. That's why it's called timelines. You can pick characters from any era and use them as your crew. So you can oh, have wow. Kirk as your helms officer, Picard as your tactical officer. Right. Uh, mix and match whoever you want to be part of your crew. And they have right now... You can become part of their bridge crew, so that will give you, you know, some in-game bonuses if you sign up on their website. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So if you go to disruptorbeam.com/games/star-trek-timelines/bridge-crew, you can sign up with your email address. And you can become part of the bridge crew, and mm-hmm. I think you get, like, a triple in the game or something. Oh, and wow, a triple. That's perfect. awesome. Yes. So it sounds really cool. Some of the graphics that I saw were pretty awesome. I am actually looking forward to it, because it's something that I would actually play, I think, since it is iOS-based. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me too. So it's free to play. Right. Which you know is is important, I guess, because I'm not gonna you know pay money. Unfortunately, I I can't you know pay a monthly right. fee right. to to pay uh, to play these games, but they will have in-game things that you can purchase like mm-hmm. other free-to-play games. Very uh, so nice. Overall, it sounds pretty cool. I'm I've reached out to them. I hope to get an interview with them soon. So we'll see. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, Mom. There was. There's this guy, and I've connected with him on Twitter, and his name is John Tenuto, okay. and I saw him last year at my public library, because he's from around this area, and he did a full presentation on the Wrath of Khan, behind-the-scenes pictures. He has access to... Uh, an amazing amount of Star Trek stuff. This guy is the expert on Star Trek. And he had a panel at this convention, because this is his home convention, on Voyager collectibles. So he did this whole presentation on all the collectibles of of Voyager, from action figures Hmm. to Hallmark uh, ornaments to TV Guide and all that stuff. And so I actually connected with him when he did this library event last year. So hopefully we can have him on as this guy is the expert when it comes to Star Trek. Like I thought I was knowledgeable about this. No, he like he's the man when it comes to this stuff. Nice. So yeah, and if anyone has a chance to meet him or go to one of his panels, I highly suggest it. So anyways, that's my little yeah. <laughs> were, were there any other panels that you guys liked or that you saw? Uh, I did also go to, again, like how you said, the auction. I did bid on one item, and <laughs> I came very, very close. Oh, my goodness gracious. She bids on several items, but there was one that she came close to winning. Yes. What, what item was that? It was a Hora's it was a book. bibliography. An autobiography. An auto, yeah, autobiography. <laughs> of the Horda? No, no, Michelle uh, Nichols. Oh, or Hora. I thought you said Horda. I'm like... <laughs> yes, the <What>? Horda <laughs> wrote an autobiography. <laughs> Actually, it was Spock who wrote it down. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
they're like maximum bids that they would do was like 80 I believe and I was 60 and they were like alright going twice and then someone else raised their hand and I was like god dog it yeah, so, so that didn't happen. I didn't bid on anything. There were oh, there was one thing that I thought was hysterical though. They had a it was from the motion picture. They made yeah. these uh, alcohol decanters. Uh, oh, wow. and they made a couple of them gold plated. It was Spock decanter. The guy oh. was pushing this thing like, oh, this is so rare. You're not going <laughs> to see another one of these. We only had a couple of them to begin with, and like that went up for auction. It was hundred, maybe it might have went for 180, 200 bucks. Wow! In the vendor room, they were selling one for 75 bucks. Actually, oh. exact same thing, selling it for 75 bucks. Oh! I, started, well. I was like, oh man, that guy's gonna be pissed in <laughs> this room. And sees he could have gotten it for 75 bucks. Yeah, I thought I thought the autographs that they had at these auctions were a great value, and obviously they were from past creation conventions because mm-hmm. Creation does like Farscape and Stargate and mm-hmm. Buffy and all these other conventions. Right. So, well, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great value. What I got, at least. Yeah, right. they, uh, they did have something from Xena. I guess this year their licensing with Xena ends. Oh, yeah, because the, they've done the Hercules and Xena conventions for years. Yeah, right. yeah so I, I guess wow. that's ending. Well, and if you're a Xena fan, get on it. Yeah, I, I think it's the 20th year anniversary of Xena or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so. Everything has 20 years lately. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. like our childhood is now... We're old. We go. We're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything else? Well, that I- how, how long were you guys there? Were you guys there the whole day? No, we, no we got there, I think, at 11 We were there something? at 11, and we left around about, 6. Yeah, about 6. Essentially, that's a full day, because I know they open at 10, at least the Actually, one I went to. it was open, or, I think, at 8 o'clock. Yeah, they had some early people. Early people, there. yeah. So we didn't stay for... They had a costume contest. We didn't stay for that. Oh, uh, okay. Chakotay was there. Oh, we stayed. We did Robert see Robert Beltran. We did see. Yes. Yeah, we, we did s- see him. Yeah, we, and we watched, Yeah, we saw that. That was kind of funny. He's he's hilarious, isn't he? He was hilarious. He was definitely like you said, hyping on the fact that he didn't get many lines. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he, he was saying that. I was like, oh, Eric was correct. And um, <laughs> it was kind of funny because like there were some questions that always reflected around him and the captain. And yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was just like all the time. And Seven of Nine, I think that's her name. Yeah, because right? yeah, seven 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 they yeah, had the relationship with Seven of Nine. So oh, yeah, they talked about that too. Yeah, so people yeah. were basically asking him, like, hey, how would you have liked a relationship with Captain Janeway? And then they, he, people were alluding to there was a relationship off camera, like yeah. in universe. So oh, like, he 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 called he called Janeway a bitch at this convention. Oh really? <laughs> oh really? Oh. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, she's she's a complete bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, oh yeah, Janeway and Chakotay were getting it on all the time. You just didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Robert Beltran. This is the first time I've seen him at a convention. He is hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. That was funny. I I, I was 
someone asked him, what was your favorite thing to cook? And he was like, what? What? <laughs> and, <laughs> and eat. What was your favorite thing you like to eat? And he was like, why do you want to know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, like, question is that? So I guess he's a terrible cook from what, I, what I'm getting oh, okay. from, from his answer. Uh, it was but, funny. It was funny when I met him in the autograph line, and these uh, autographs—they're like—I mean—they're chucking along. They're moving people, so you don't have a chance to like really talk with them. Mm-hmm. But he was signing mine, and he pointed at my head, and he's like, uh, "What's that supposed to be?" <laughs> I said, "I said, oh, it's an Endorian. It was an alien, not on your series." And he's like, he kind of like laughed and nodded, and then. <laughs> It was hilarious. He's like, oh, okay. And he just kind of like laughed and, and nodded. I, I'm like, yeah, not on your series. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, that's not the same. It was barely on any other series except for Enterprise and the original series. Right, right. And kind of on Next Gen, but not really because of that. And, but mentioned a lot in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But never seen. Anyways. There you go. Let's talk about some of the things we, we bought at the convention. Well, I did purchase this Tribble. Yay, another Tribble! It's a yellow and black spotted Tribble, and you basically just whack it. Yeah, this one is <laughs> this one is not sound activated. You have to actually, you know, yeah. beat whack it. it. You have to beat yeah, it. Uh, so we actually uh, asked the vendor which Tribble sells the best, and he was like, all of them. <laughs> nice. So we were asking, like, what colors um, were more popular? It was like all of them. All of them sell. Oh, oh yeah. And the one that I went to, people were lining up. I had to get in line to get a triple. Oh wow! Really? They were selling out. Oh my goodness! I got the website of it. It was www. triples. dot com or something like Don't that. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, they actually have. Well, this is Tribble Toys. Yeah, TribbleToys.com. Yes, that one. So it's it's licensed. This is licensed Tribble stuff right here. Mine, too. Okay. (laughs) Before you continue on to Uh, your... uh, Well, she also bought this t-shirt that she's wearing. Uh, Oh, nice. What does it say? Living Living the the High high Life. life. (laughs) It's like very, very light. I love that. That's so cool. And she bought something else, but we'll save that for last because what? Man, it's we'll save that for last. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh wait, I um I did buy a decal. Oh yeah. For my paddle, it's for um my sport that I do. It's dragon boating. Oh okay. Wow. Yeah. So she bought a sticker to put onto her paddle. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what was the what was the sticker? What was it? It was the Star Trek. It's the Starfleet insignia. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool. The one with the uh, like command emblem in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elongated yeah. star. That one. Did right. you buy anything, Aaron? Yes. Yourself? I held back considerably because I, the moment <laughs> I walk into the vendors' room, I'm like, I want to buy everything that's here. <laughs> There was one thing I really wanted to buy, but I couldn't bring myself to spend the money. It was the Next Generation Bridge playset. 
Oh man! Oh. I it, but he was selling it for like hundred and fifty dollars. Whoa! You could probably find that cheaper on eBay. He, just I told him that he should negotiate, and obviously he doesn't want to listen to me. <laughs> I I so I didn't I didn't buy it. Uh, there were other other things there, but I bought like I've said on the show before. I love the Clean On Bird of Prey. One vendor was selling collector's plates for just ten bucks. Oh wow! So it's the Bird of Prey from. The voyage home. Uh, so it's, oh, the, it's, the, the one that they actually flew in. Yeah, yep. The uh, what so, H- HMS Bounty? Isn't yeah, that right. what they called it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's in San Francisco Bay, like hovering above the bay. Oh, cool. And I'll show you Eric. And I, I guess I'll post a picture on. on yeah, my... I guess I should post a picture of my swag. Actually, I did. I'll just pull that from Twitter. So here we go. Oh, here. that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's, uh, unfortunately, uh, she didn't have the certificate for this. Okay. Uh, but it was only 10 bucks, so that's... No, that's a, that's a great deal. Yeah. Is that your first Star Trek collector's plate? No, I have two, three, four. <laughs> I have five others. I don't have any of the collector's plates. I like plates. collector's plates. I have, uh, I have a couple. I have one from Best of Both Worlds, one that has... <laughs> The four captains, thirtieth uh, anniversary. Right. Uh, I have one with the Enterprise D. Then I have one with Worf, Worf and Troy. Troy. Separately. Oh, cool. Cool. And I also bought the QMX communicator, the one from Deep Space Voyager. Nine Voyager. I'm going to call it the Star Trek Generations communicator because that's when it was first seen. So, and it's actually very good quality. The magnet is. It does go through clothes. It's actually pretty strong, this magnet. Oh, wow. Uh, so let me show you the backing. It kind of resembles the Delta symbol. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it kind of matches up with, with the body. Oh, oh, nice. magnet itself is uh, you know, a round magnet, and they combine together. I have a plastic one. It's the exact same size as this. Not the same, obviously not the same quality. Right. Uh, as as this is. Those were molded from the original molds. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and um, you know, it it's beautiful looking. It's very shiny. Makes me want to buy an Anovos uniform to wear this with. <sighs> yeah, I want one. Just, <laughs> I think I'm gonna get the TNG Command Red shirt. I looked at the pants for the TNG. Oh my yeah. god, five hundred! It's like five hundred fifty bucks for these pants. Way Whoa. too much money. Ju- just for the pants? Are you kidding the me? Pants, it comes. Yeah, the pants. They come with this like support thing that comes up above. Yeah, the, the stirrups. Yeah. Way too much money. I would not. I would not pay for that. I would just buy regular pants. Wow. But oh, it, speaking of costumes, did you guys see any good costumers? I did see. Interesting costumes. I saw a guy dressed in the Borg outfit. Yeah, and he actually won. He okay. won the costume contest. Oh wow! Nice. There was a a guy that had a the Geordi visor with uh-huh. the red. See that guy was interesting because <laughs> he also had a question for Chakotay. Uh huh. And so this gentleman was white. Okay. Yeah. He was wearing the command ju- uh, jumpsuit from Next Daniel. Generation. Right. Okay. He also had a hollow emitter 
on his shoulder. Okay. So he goes up there and he's he's gonna ask him a question. And he was like, "Oh my goodness, someone bleached Jordy." <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> and some of the questions were kind of risque, uh, from Boston at, at least. Wow. Uh, yeah, and he was like, "Whoa, I'll talk to you later." Uh, <laughs> uh, to some, uh, there was this one girl with some tattoos and asked a question about <laughs> him and Janeway, and then he was like, "You can watch, but you can't join." <laughs> so one of the most interesting costumes that I saw, someone wore the <laughs> costume from the episode Justice. Do you remember this episode where uh, Wesley uh, is going to get killed because he ran into the bushes? Yes. Remember what that looked like? Yeah. That what the they wore. Oh no! So he oh. wore this. <laughs> oh god! Um, costume. It was. I mean, it was. It looked screen accurate and all, <laughs> but uh, left little to the imagination. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, but there were some uh, other interesting uniforms. You know, some standard Starfleet uniforms. Right. We right. saw some people dressed as trills. There were some slave girl Orions. Some Orion slave girls. Oh yeah, All right. <laughs> Oh, there was an Endorian. I was going to take a picture and I was going to post it, but then I was like, "Uh, no." <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. One of the people that answered uh, mm-hmm. in our Facebook, Kate, yep. she is a huge Andorian cosplayer. She was at Trek Shy. I think they go to all of them, yep. but I miss seeing her because she was there Saturday and I didn't see him. But from the pictures I saw from Trek uh, Shy. There was a lot of Andor. There was at least three Andorian cosplayers at, okay. wow. at on Saturday, and I'm my plan is I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna go full Andorian. Are, you, are, you, are you going to dye your beard white for that? I would, yeah, yeah. You would. Oh, that would be awesome. If you do go as an Andorian, you have to. Dye. No, I I would actually dye my hair. I wouldn't use a wig. Although oh, I really? might need I might need to use a wig just because of the prosthetics. Yeah. I I would either grow out my hair a little bit or get like a Andorian cut style wig. But right. I joined the the Facebook group. It's called the Andorian uh, Mining Consortium. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh goodness gracious! And that's that's the group that Kate runs. And okay. they are a group of Andorian cosplayers, so I'm I'm committed to this because I did roleplay, uh, email roleplay on a Star Trek sim as an Andorian character for years. So mm-hmm. I want to dress up as him, but it relies on Anovos coming out with a first contact uniform. So they haven't released one yet. Okay. If you I, go as an Andorian, I want a picture. <laughs> oh, there, there'll be so many pictures of me in that costume if this happens. <laughs> don't don't worry about that. <laughs> any other interesting costumes? One person was a Klingon, and she did a pretty decent job. Didn't see that one. Oh, I saw it. She was with that Vulcan. There was a Vulcan there. Oh, uh, I didn't see that either, I don't think. <laughs> oh, um... I just see people as people. Nine. There was a seven of nine. Yeah, oh, my seven. God. There were a couple of sevens. There was this little girl, four years old, that <laughs> dressed up as seven of nine. Mm. And Jerry Ryan tweeted it. It's like one of her most 
like if you see Trek Shy, if you, if you type in Trek Shy on on Twitter, it's uh-huh. the top post. It's her and the little boar girl. Oh, she crazy. was adorable. <laughs> it was it was so great, and it was great to see kids uh, join in to mm-hmm. the the festivities. I guess so yeah. I saw a lot of kids dressed up, which was fantastic. There's a pretty good seven of nine. Mm-hmm. There's someone dressed as a Borg cube. So mm-hmm. there was a Borg cube on their <laughs> okay, head. That, that's that's funny. Yeah, a Borg <laughs> cube on her head, and the, her body was space, so it had stars on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually saw a couple of kids with either in that blue dress for the doctors, and I saw a couple of Ahoras. So anyone who's in a command uh, <laughs> in a support uniform from the original series, she'll call Uhura. Anyone... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she'll just call them by a character instead of calling them as a... Exactly. Division. And I saw a couple of Spocks and a few... <laughs> a few Kirks. <laughs> oh, there was a Mary Universe Kirk. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was... Oh, nice. A couple of people dressed in a variant of the newer style uniform, so it's you know, gray top, color, uh, undershirt, mm-hmm. black pants. But it was in the style of the Wrath of Khan uniform. So it had, like, oh. uh, uh, like a rank insignia thing that came down that was held up, held up the shirt. It was actually uh, pretty cool. <laughs> I have to ask them where they got that uniform, because that was, if they made it, it was outstanding, because there were two of them that had that kind of uniform. Wow. It was, it was pretty good. I, I must say, I've always been impressed by Star Trek costumers. They do a fantastic job. Yeah, and some of them, like that guy that wore that Justice uh, uniform, he has to have a lot of uh, cojones. Like, <laughs> I couldn't oh, yeah. wear that uniform. I, I wouldn't wear that because I would be too self-conscious. And that's another thing I want to bring up. People that go to these conventions don't have to be afraid of people making fun of them. They can right. feel at home with other people that like Star Trek. Right. It's inclusive. You don't have to worry about being made fun of at these things, which I think is, is great and speaks to the fandom. Uh, probably in other uh, sci-fi conventions as well, this is true. But I think Star Trek, the spirit of Star Trek is seen within that. Definitely. You know what really amazed me? When I first walked in there, I, I didn't even know what to expect, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I thought that the Star Trek community here in Boston wasn't big at all. But when I got there, I was just like, holy crap, there are a lot of people. And people, this, um, this is probably the closest convention to people in, like, Maine, Vermont, some of the other right. uh, uh, states that surround Boston that don't have the big enough cities or the areas to house this kind of convention. Right. So there were people coming down from Vermont and Maine that it, I joined the Facebook group. Someone made a New England Star Trek fans uh, Facebook oh, wow. group. And it's basically everyone that went to this convention <laughs> is a member of this group. And there were people from all all surrounding New England that went here. Oh, so people there, there, are people, there are people at the Star Trek convention I went to that were from different parts of the world. There was people from England. Really? Oh, yeah. I, they, I think there was one person from Germany that was there, and yes. Den- Denmark was another one. Like, 
It's it's international. Yeah. Wow. So Ashley's holding the item that I wanted to save for last. Okay. Now, I was holding back. I didn't want to spend too much money. Okay. He spent way more money on this than I would imagine she would spend. Well, I, I first asked the guy, like, you know, how much are you willing to let this go for? And he was <laughs> like, well, make me an offer. Me, at the time, I didn't really want to spend over $100. But. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> so she started so I, at 100 I said, I was like, 100 And he was like, he had a pause. And then he was like, how about 150 And then I was like, I was really debating on saying 125 You should have. Then, you gotta, you I was like, you know what? It's a, it's a great deal. So, okay, so I got to see what this is. So it's the 25th anniversary Star Trek plate signed by six of the actors. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm Holy serious. crap. So It's it's without the doctor. It's without Dr. McCoy. Yeah, so signature. Well, you're so never going to get that. Before Kelly so. passed away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before he could sign this. So we have George Takei, we have uh, oh my God. Walter. Okay, for two of those people, you can get their autographs for $150, maybe. Oh, they that, is, that is a fantastic deal. We have Wim Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, Michelle Nichols, and uh, James Doohan. Who who also passed. Yes. Yeah, yep. Okay, yes. you you seriously got a fantastic deal for 150 bucks. I, I was like, I was like, you know what? If I say 125, he's probably gonna say he probably could have said yes, but you know, no, this was he, a great deal to begin with. Oh anyway. my gosh, yeah, that that's incredible. I, I think I think you got you got the better deal at 150 than I did for. I would trade all my Farscape <laughs> autographs to get that. Why I went? Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, and this was like something I really liked because I my favorite character, as I'm sure all of you guys know, is William Shatner. I wanted something. Well, William Shatner is definitely a character. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I really wanted something that was wow. So I looked Shatner. online after she bought this. I looked online for just the plate. So the plate itself, the 20, 25th anniversary, I believe it is. Right. Itself was selling between one site was selling for seventy five, another was selling for one fifty. Not. Oh my god! Oh my god! You've that's that's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, now, did it have some kind of certificate of authenticity yes, or? Not, I have that too. Not with the not. Not for the, signature? the signatures. It has. It's just the authenticity of the plate, not the signatures. Okay, but I'm sure you there's there's sites where you can you know verify right. a signature. And I'm probably going to you know get it um like you know authenticated authenticated with the signatures just so I could like have that and see right quote unquote how much it could actually worth. That's that's amazing. That's such a great deal. I'm really jealous. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that they would lie about the signatures, especially right. one of these officially licensed convention. Right. One of the guys that were running the convention said that you can pretty much trust our vendors. Oh yeah. So I'm guessing that it's authentic. 
So well, and it never hurts, but right, right. that is an incredible deal. I, I thought it was too, but I was like, especially for six of seven characters' signatures yeah. and a plate for under two hundred. That's freaking. So weird. now we have to find a way to this display all these plates. Yeah, especially for this one because that w- that would be the centerpiece. Right. Right. And it's uh, not even mine. And I'm the Trekkie. <laughs> that's that's actually incredible. Yeah. That's... Uh, hey, so... But, so when you get married, what's hers is yours, and what's uh, yours is hers. That's true. That's true. She, and what's she's mine like, no. is mine. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So that that pretty much wraps up our experience. It was a a great great experience. I was yeah. sort of disappointed about the venue. I kind of. Seeing pictures of other conventions, they're huge. Like the vendors' rooms are in oh, like huge oh, areas, man. and this was you know small. That kind of threw me off a little bit. I, I next time I go, I want to go with a big group of people. Right. I think it might be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, just to be able to like <laughs> talk to people. And now because of this Facebook group, I'll probably be able to connect with these people the next time there's a convention. Which would be cool. I think that pretty much sums up our convention experience. One last question. Will yep. you go to another one? Yes. I guess that answers your <laughs> question. I well, will, too. Does that answer your question? Well, you're not going to go without me. So. Oh, really? I could go without you. Oh, snap. Fine, I'm going to go. <laughs> so the next, like I said before, the next one is in 2016. In Boston, anyway. So, I mean, there might be a possibility I might go to another convention. Eric and I are talking to some people about going to a convention. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully that happens. That, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. And if that does happen, it'll be the first time I physically interact with Mr. Eric Berry. That, uh, I think my brain would explode at that point. <laughs> like, like, you'd just be like, oh my god, it's Aaron Gallo! <laughs> That's, that's that's the common reaction. Because, <laughs> because much. mine has, has been blown. Because it's been like five or six years since we started interacting on Twitter, right? Yeah, it's been a while since that Think Geek Twitter. No, that that was five years ago because that recently happened. Um, there's this new app, and it's um like a timeline app. Yeah. Yeah, time hop. That's it. And it, yesterday it said five years ago. You po- or it was whenever it was like the, earlier this week and said five years ago you got your Think Geek thing. I'm like, oh, that's when I started talking with Aaron. I can't yep. believe it's been five years. That's that's a while ago. Wow. And the question that brought us together. What I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the the answer anyway was you can't have an odd number of nacelles. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so that was the answer. And I think uh, I'm also in- I also interact with the other person that won, mm-hmm. uh, who is in, I believe, D.C. or Maryland. Did I- you start a podcast with them, too? I didn't. <laughs> You're the only one. You're the only one, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. You're the only one that touched my o- his my heart. My only Twitter uh, <laughs> contest winner. <laughs> Yeah, so that's cool. That's that's uh, that's good memory to share with with the listeners out there. Yes, yeah, definitely. So that's cool. Uh, speaking of memories, let's get into our subspace channels question. 
Let's... Which is, have you ever been to a Star Trek or sci-fi convention? What is your favorite memory? So on Twitter, we have Robert J. Pollock who said, or at, at D21Beast, going to the Star Trek experience and talking to a Klingon about how to prepare Targ and Gah is a favorite of mine. <laughs> That's cool. Very nice. Next from Facebook, we have Emily Druin. I want to say your name is. I'm sorry, Emily. I'm terrible at pronouncing the... Yeah, see? I can't even say it. Pronunciations. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> this was my first Star Trek convention. I went as a vendor with Ellipse Comics. My favorite memory was meeting Rom, Max, Kronacek, and giving him a signed copy of my sci-fi comic book and having my pick with him. And wow. we uh, we saw her in the vendor's room drawing. She was like drawing caricatures. 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 Wow. That were there, which yes. was, that was pretty cool. Her, I saw some of her work. Her work was pretty good. They That's great. Good. The next person is Caitlin Marie Walsh. She says, "I've been to quite a few cons, all under the sci-fi umbrella." Hard to pick my favorite memory. I went to STLV in... Star Trek Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Star Trek Las Vegas in 2012. And it was great meeting the Trek, my Trek friends, friends. I had made over social media. That's so, awesome. And I think if we go to uh, another convention, the people that I've met over social media, I hopefully we can interact with with them. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. And you you did that. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of funny because I, I was live tweeting at the show, mm-hmm. and someone just saw because I posted everything with uh, the truck shy hashtag, okay. and someone was like, oh, my gosh, did you pass the tribbles, and did you play bongos with them? I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And I did it, and then I met that person at... <laughs> A few hours later at the convention. Nice. So they they saw me at the uh, Robert Beltran panel, and or no, the Nichelle Nichols, and then they commented about my Andorian hat. Nice. Which is a very easy way to find someone. Like, wear something unique. (laughs) Because people will be like, oh my god, I love that. Hey, it's you. So, yeah. True that. Uh, I wanted to tweet, but it had literally no reception. Oh, that sucks. So Sprint, apparently, at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston is terrible reception. But AT&T is awesome. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Anthony Lamberti, who said, This weekend was my first convention. I've loved Star Trek as long as I could remember. I have so many memories from this weekend that are so fantastic, it's hard to pick a favorite. I will say one thing. I really loved about going was meeting everyone who loves Star Trek as much as I. Wow. I, I think that's one of the main reasons for going to these conventions. It's right. not for, yeah. you know, it's kind of about seeing, like, the actors and maybe buying some merchandise. But I think interactions with the fans, seeing the fans dressed up, I think is cool. Yeah. Right. Um, like and like I said, it was like I felt like I was surrounded. It's like I've arrived. These are my people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good fun- feeling. One of the funny things in line when we first got there, Ashley was like, <laughs> you don't look like a Star Trek fan. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <shit>. Okay. <laughs> I was like a, a a fan in disguise because everyone when I was there, like when I first got there, everyone was dressed up like all in uniform and all that. And Aaron and I just so happened. Well, I considered myself a new fan, but not really a fan fan. So I I was like. You don't really look like a fan. <laughs> I had a Star Trek t-shirt on. I wasn't, like, you know, there in a baseball cap, like, oh, no, hope no one recognizes me. It wasn't anything like that. I Originally, I, I took that as to me I looked kind of cool, but now I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, let, let's move on. I'm not too cool, by the way. I'm not too cool. <laughs> Sure you are. Next we have Eric Dewey of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. He says, The only official Star Trek convention I've ever been to was when I was fairly young. I remember loving it, though, mostly because I got to meet my biggest crush, Marina Sirtis. Also, my mom bought me a model phaser, which was a big deal to me because I wasn't allowed to have toy guns. And he's mentioned that before in prior podcasts, which I think is awesome, that the phaser is probably the only toy that has a setting that isn't meant to kill you. Right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, next, his mother actually answered, Lucy Dewey, who says, Marina Sirtis was there and Michael Dorn showed up unexpectedly fun. That's, That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. The next person is Lisa Clark. Sorry if I messed up your name. She says, I have, I've had a lot of fun at the cons I've been to, but the best memory isn't a good one anymore due to how things change as people grow apart, but I'm looking forward to new adventures at them in the future. Does that count? And yes, that, it that does counts. count. Uh, next, we have Kate L. Hayes Hewer. She's the Andorian uh, cosplayer I was talking about. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm having trouble narrowing it down to one favorite. Haha. <laughs> Here's a few. At Farpoint 2005, Robin, who's um, her friend that, that also does Andorian stuff, she said, Robin and I did the Andorian thing for the first time. It was our first sci fi convention, and we were so excited to meet Jeffrey Coombs. We got his autograph, had him sign our copy of Dr. Mordred, and got a photo with him. Then we got back to our room, realized we told a friend at home that we'd give Jeff a high five for us. So we ran back, and Robin got him just in time as he and Lolita Fajo were about to leave. Wow. (laughs) At DragonCon 2012... Robin and I just attended a Battlestar Galactica panel and were talking about how hot we thought Temo Penkit was, specifically how we didn't think he was that good-looking on the show, but he was stunning in real life. We were walking out on the sidewalk, and Temo, who evidently had been walking directly behind us, passed by. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! And this past Dragon Con, we were followed by a film crew to be on an episode of MTV's True Life, which you can see on uh, their website, on MTV's website. Uh, And they said the best part was driving down to Atlanta from Charlotte while the cameraman was hanging out of their passenger window going 80 miles an hour to get good shots. 
we had GoPros in our car and kept talking about how excited we were for the con and for Adrian to be in the Star Trek pageant. Unfortunately, the whole road trip thing got cut, but it was a pretty standout memory. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, so we have kind of a a mild celebrity going on, fan celebrity. Yeah, yeah, she's... she seems pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I was so bummed that I missed her at uh, Truck Shy. I was yes, like, ah. Dressed up on Sunday, so we missed her in uh, dressed oh, okay. up. Uh, so she, we might have seen her uh, on Saturday, but we wouldn't have known. Right. Right. Really. I mean, Andorians are pretty uh, uh, hard to miss. Hard to miss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Will Smith. Oh, wait a minute. Hey. Is this the same Will Smith? <laughs> no, but he says, please pardon the copy and paste from my Trek Geeks bio. I think I'm following them on Twitter, Trek Geeks. <laughs> but this is the best one I had, my first and favorite convention memory. So remember, this is copy and paste. So it's in third person. He attended his first Star Trek convention in the late 1980s in Manchester, New Hampshire, thanks to the kindness of a Star Trek cast member. Bill was a teenager and had no money to attend the convention. He was just hoping to get into the dealer's room to find some cheap collectibles. He was standing alone in the lobby of the hotel ballroom, looking out the window to see if his ride had arrived when there was a tap on his shoulder. When he turned around, he was standing face-to-face with a smiling George Takei, who asked him, Are you going inside? Takei was referring to the main ballroom where he was about to appear before the assembled Trekkies. Bill explained that he didn't have enough money to attend, to which Decay replied, It's all right. I don't think anyone will say anything if you come in with me. Come on, let's go. With that gesture, Bill sat in the last seat in the last row and felt at home. That was until he went outside and found his mom had been waiting in the parking lot for 45 minutes to give him a ride home. (laughs) That is an amazing story. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And, like, George Takei, he's an awesome guy, obviously. Who else would do this? Not William Shatner, that's for sure. Exactly. You don't know that? I know that. I I know that from experience. (laughs) There you go, see? William Shatner. (laughs) Just because you're in love with William Shatner. What? (laughs) The next one is... Christopher Halligan. It was my fantastic honor to have a drink at the NYC Hotel Bar with James Dewan. Dewan? Scotty. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> and a couple of friends <laughs> before his appearance on stage in the early 80s. He was so gracious, so funny. We so lucked out to be there when he showed up. No crowds, very calm. What a memory. Oh, that's fantastic. That's cool. That is cool. It, it would be cool to interact with these people outside of the convention, Right. I think. Some of the Star Trek actors in Boston, I saw pictures on Twitter and Instagram of them at local bars. I was like, oh, man, I wish I was at that bar. I would so buy them a drink, sit, sit down with them, uh, try to anyway. Yeah, try to. You'd be like, You <laughs> <laughs> would be way too shy. Next, we have Andy Steinberg, who said, My first con in November 1983 at the Boston Sheridan, where I met Tom Baker. And That's cool. Tom Baker, Doctor Who. Yep. 
my favorite doctor is Tom Baker. The oh wow! The, uh, long the scarf. Scarf. Yeah. Him. And the cr- also, the crazy hair. Yeah, the crazy like fro like, hair going on. Next, we have from Google Plus Tom Osborne, who says, "Unfortunately, my military career and training has." made me very uncomfortable in large crowds. While I'd love to have the convention experience, especially the panels, I'm afraid I wouldn't react well in that environment. Sorry, Tom, but thank you for your service, and yes. uh, at least you're, you're still able to enjoy Star Trek, right? even if you can't go to the conventions. Right. Hopefully, maybe some Star Trek actors, uh, hopefully they do some maybe smaller events that yeah. people can go to, so who knows? Yeah. Next, we have a answer from Star Trek Rise Up from Richard Evans. He has never been to a convention, but he's going to his first one in October. So, yeah, right. I hope you have fun. That's the, uh, the Star Trek Destination 1 in London that he's referring to. Mm. So that's, that's cool. Yes. Thank you, Richard. Okay, so uh, also we have a new kind of thing for future entries. If you want to send in an audio entry, you can. You can go onto the website. If you record uh, an MP3 or a WAV file, you can upload that, and we can have your voice on the show. Uh, just ask you to remember uh, we have a no swearing policy. And just make sure, you know, your response is clean and... uh, Don't be a jerk, basically. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. And we'll be happy. We'll try to get, depending on how popular this is, we'll try to get as many of your responses on as we can. And basically give you a ton more editing work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So next segment of the show, what puts my quantum state into flux? So... DePaul's uniform, unlike any Vulcan uniform or clothing style we have ever seen, DePaul wears a skin-tight uniform for her duties aboard the Enterprise. After after she resigns her commission with the Vulcans to remain on the Enterprise as it went to face the Zindi threat, DePaul's uniform goes through some changes. Her new uniforms are found in a variety of colors, but are adorned with the Enterprise mission patch, Starfleet rank insignia, and department piping along the shoulders. What is this? Why is she the only crew member given special treatment and allowed to wear these ridiculous uniform variations? Once she is commissioned aboard the Enterprise and no longer working for the Vulcans, she should be required to wear the standard Starfleet uniform. We do get to see her adorn the uniform once, the uh, standard jumpsuit uniform, once in an alternate timeline wherein Captain Archer was infected with an interspatial parasite that erased his ability to form long-term memories. DePaul received a failed commission uh, promoting her to captain in 2153 in that alternate timeline. So, I leave it to you. Do you agree with me that it's ridiculous that she's wearing the skin-tight uniform even after becoming an officer aboard the Enterprise. I have no problem with this whatsoever. Well, from a fan perspective, I don't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, mm-hmm. we were just coming off Voyager and 709 basically had a similar catsuit. Right. And that's, I feel like that's the only reason why she had a catsuit was because of 7. Uh, yeah, probably, but 
I think Jolene Blaylock was such a great actress uh-huh. as to Paul that obviously you can look past the sexiness of the uniform, much like Seven of Nine. No, I'm serious. Like th- these two characters are so strong-willed and independent that you just look past that. It's. I, I guess, but I I think my biggest gripe I can get past in, it. Well, in universe, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, especially when she got a Starfleet commission, I agree with you. Follow the regs, put on a Starfleet uniform. Mm-hmm. And the few times, or the one time that we did see, no, we we saw her twice in the uniform. Also in the fi- finale, wasn't she in a Was uniform? She- I don't. Rem- I only. Re- I don't remember. I can only remember in- her in uniform. Well, she was in the Mirror Universe episode. She was in the alternate. Yeah, with the uh, midrift. With the midrift. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't um, know that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, should we have seen her in the Starfleet uniform when she received her commission? Yeah, I think we should have. Mm-hmm. But I did like the acknowledgement of the patches that she got on her regular cat suit and it was right. modified a bit too. So right. Right. I don't think it was that bad, but you know, maybe because she wasn't officially part of Starfleet, you know, she could get away with it. I and suppose. I guess it was representing but in a way to me it was representing both uniform styles. Whatever the Vulcan, you know, standard uniform and for all we know, a cat suit might be their standard uniform for female okay. officers. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you think about it, a robe would be pretty uh, impractical on a ship. That's true. And a cat suit either. Well, think about it this way: all of in Next Generation, all of the all of their suits were like skin tight spandex, essentially. That's true, but everyone wore them, regardless of gender. Yeah, even I, I even the skirt is squirt. <laughs> squirt. Yeah, that. that's true. To so, to me, to me, it's not that big of a deal. I think my biggest gripe with it is having a bright, like fuchsia colored cat suit. It should have been something a little bit toned down, maybe. Uh, like a like if she wore a navy blue cat suit with the uh, Enterprise patch, the piping. And the rank insignia, I think that would have been a good compromise. Yeah, I think that's what should have happened. But I digress. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's it for this week. I think we had a great great conversation. Yeah. I can't wait for our next conversation. Yes. All, all of the conversations. Yeah. All of our conversations. <laughs> yes. It's pretty amazing. So until next time, I'm Aaron. I'm Ashley. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. We'll, we'll truck you later. <laughs> go, go. Um, <laughs> go, go, Enterprise. <laughs> you have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on Facebook.com slash SFEscapePod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com.
This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows, go check out www.fouredradio.com, you winkers.